All right, well, I'm going to ask everyone to make their way back to their seats. We're going to continue. So if you can make your way back to your seats, we're going to continue. And while you're doing that, I'm going to ask Jenny and Derek if they can make their way down. And they're going to be sharing some with me this morning. If you can make your way back to your seats. Once again, my name's Joe Crummy, and uh, I'm going to be helping uh, speak this morning. And as part of my message, I've asked Jenny and Derek to come from our church family, and they're going to share a bit about some of the things there, a bit of their story about some of the things God's been opening up in their world. And I know many of you know bits and pieces, so we just thought it would be helpful as a church for them to be able to share for a few minutes about how God has opened some doors uh, for them, and they're going to share about that and want to give a big welcome to their extended family who are here with us as well. And so great to have you here uh, this morning. So they're going to come. I'm going to kind of have them share, interview, and then I'll uh, bring some teaching from God's Word this morning. So why don't you guys come on up and join me? And, and can I just say one thing as they start? Technology is great when it works, okay? So the Optima, we're not sponsored by Optima, in case you were wondering this morning, but that whole projector has a mind of its own, so that was not our AV crew fault, so thank you AV crew for being resilient through that. And you might see us sponsored by Optima through this as well, so I'm just saying that, just roll with it and we'll keep going. So, Jenny Derrick, welcome. I know, this is so exciting. We were neighbors for many years as well, so this, our history goes way back. So, anyways, it's amazing what God's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, be a good word. <laughs> um, is, it, is it good? Am I on? Hello? Oh. There you go. Hello? So hi, everybody. I'm Jenny. This is Derek. Mm -hmm. Most of you know us. Um, and we just want to say thank you for allowing us to share. We'll try to be really quick, but I'll mm -hmm. talk a lot. So. <laughs> um, so this all started, this adventure that we now actually have a name for called Hope Garden Ministries. Um, it started in 2009, and it's all Joe's fault. Uh, there was a very, um, I'm not going to say lucky because that's probably not a good church word, but blessed, <laughs> um, very blessed group of young, young, so young, so young ladies. We're um, going to cue the... Mm -hmm. that, that, were, um, ha that had the chance or the opportunity to go to uh, Freeport, Grand Bahama. And if you've never been to the Bahamas, it's a beautiful place. It's a great island. Um, so we went down, and we've since named ourselves the Fabulous Bahama Mamas. Um, so this is how it all started. Um, and for 10 years, we vacationed there. And the Bahama Mamas... There you go. You've got your photo there. Oh, now. there we mm -hmm. go. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, expect a bend to <laughs> do something, like a whistle. Or, no. <laughs> That's right. Right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so mm -hmm. yeah, we've been going back and forth uh, for 10 years now to the Bahamas. My sister's saying move over, photo up. Mm -hmm. And um, in March of 2018, uh, it was a different trip. Uh, my mother and I were there for a whole month, and we stayed at a beautiful place called Belmare, um, and it was life-changing. So right now, I'm going to, we'll go back to that, um, the second slide. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. you know, it's all fun, but <laughs> let's get to the real point. Um, so Isaiah 58, 10 to 12 says, And if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. 
He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins <coughs> excuse me, and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. Mm. So that's Hope Garden. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so again, in March, we'll skip ahead to uh, the next the next slide. Yep, that's us. <laughs> um, that's who everybody knows. Um, the happily married couple for mm. 20 years. We have five children. A lot of them are here this morning, so we're very grateful. Mm. And we have two beautiful granddaughters. Um, we were born and raised in Fredericton. We have never left home except to <laughs> vacation. Um, I own and operate child care centers, and Derek sells food for mm -hmm. a living. Um, and we love the Bahamas. <laughs> So this just talks about our lovely uh, Bahama Mamas. And then in 2015, uh, we were also very excited, Derek and I, to renew our vows in the Bahamas. And we had Joe Nanch mm -hmm. with us and my sister and some other friends. And it was just a really great time. And we got to show the guys the island. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that kind of mm -hmm. lit a little spark. Mm -hmm. There's the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. For anybody that is a geography person, <laughs> that's where we are. <laughs> we're right off the coast of Florida. Um, Oh, yeah, there's some pics. Mm -hmm. It's all pretty, palm trees, ocean. Oh, there we go. There's my mom. <laughs> She's going to be so happy about that <laughs> picture. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, again, blessed to have a whole month in Grand Bahama with my mom. And, yes, it is a blessing to spend a whole month with your mother. Mm -hmm. If you're younger, you're going to say, oh, my land. But, <laughs> yes, well, I'm saying that. My mom, she... Yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> um, and then Derek joined us, uh, and so did Josie a little bit later. So our last week there, God changed everything on our vacation. And it really, it's still a vacation for us, but it's got a whole different purpose. And its purpose now, we call it Hope Garden Ministries. Mm -hmm. So this is, what, um, this is what you picture when you picture a Caribbean island. It's beautiful. There's palm trees. There are s there's sand. Um, Oh, yeah, there's <laughs> Bellinis. Mm -hmm. um, and this is, uh, if you can go back to that picture, mm -hmm. this is uh, what we call Belmare. Um, and this is a really, it's a beautiful mansion on the beach. But um, we really feel that God may have other purposes for mm -hmm. this place in the future. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a pretty poignant picture. Mm -hmm. That's the beach at Belmare. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but this is the reality. So not too far from that beautiful beach house that we stayed at, um, this is what you see when you're traveling in Freeport. You see um, Mummy is the picture here on my, my left. Mm -hmm. uh, that's Mummy. Mummy's in her 80s, and she lives in the middle of a sugarcane um, field. Mm -hmm. uh, and just to the other side of that is the ocean. So they get hit extremely hard. As you can see, all the debris and whatever from hurricanes, they have nothing. And that little shed behind her is her house. Um, and then this is another family who we have become really close with. They're Haitian refugees, and that's their house uh, behind them there. Um, they have no power. They have no running water. There's no plumbing. There's nothing like that. You can see a little one has no shoes mm -hmm. down, uh, and that's very common. So just some quick facts. The hurricanes have, have really devastated Bahamas. 
um, especially in 2016, 2017, when Category 5 hurricanes went right over the eye of Grand Bahama, or right over the middle of Grand Bahama with the eye of the hurricane. Mm -hmm. um, and it took out a lot of the major resorts and things that gave employment, but also brought people to the island to boost their economy, because most of the island's money is made off of tourism. Mm -hmm. When there's no hotels left to go to, then there's no tourists to spend mm -hmm. money. And um, you can just imagine all the mm -hmm. problems that that leads to. Um, unlike what the government would report, the true uh, unemployment rate is 30 to 40 percent. There are little to no social systems in the Bahamas, so when something happens, hmm. you can read yeah. the rest of the slides. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, on the island of Grand Bahama that we go to, mm -hmm. there's many islands, about 700 of them, mm -hmm. um, but on our island, uh, it's about 30 to 40 percent of an unemployment rate, so um, there are little to no social systems, so there's no food bank, there's no drop-in, there's mm. no uh, greener village, there's no food bank, nothing. There's nothing like that on the island. So people are really, really, really desperate when they lose their job or need mm. some assistance. And you can imagine as poverty increases, um, so does crime. Um, the cost of living is quite expensive there on the island uh, because it's remote uh, and there's not a lot of jobs. There's now very high taxes that have been imposed on the people. It is a Christian nation, but we also have some scary situations, like what was talked about earlier with voodoo mm -hmm. on the island from all the um, Haitian influence. Uh, and healthcare is minimal, uh, and it can be extremely expensive when you need anything health-related. So mm -hmm. those are just some quick facts. But then we said, but God is bigger than all of that mm -hmm. crud. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in February, uh, we were blessed this whole trip, this whole ministry, this whole thing that we're doing is, um, we would say we're winging it, mm -hmm. but it's really um, called faith. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because Derek and I are not missionaries. Mm -hmm. um, we are not, uh, we didn't go to like divinity mm -hmm. school or college mm -hmm. or nothing like that. Um, we don't have the training of a pastor. We don't have any of that. Um, but God said, that doesn't matter because I'm calling you both. And we have big hearts <laughs> and a lot of passion. Um, so mm -hmm. uh, he found the right people, I guess, <laughs> for this job. Um, so yeah, this, uh, we have a church that we, we met. Pastor Mike is in the front with the red shirt on. And they, uh, Sue and Keith were with us oh yeah, last February. Right. In there. So mm -hmm. we, we told mm -hmm. them on their youth, youth group night that we were going to have pizza and ice cream. And they usually get what, a dozen kids, maybe? We had over 100. <laughs> so <laughs> the, bus, the bus just kept coming with kids. <laughs> and we had enough. It was, it, was, it was amazing, but we had enough to feed everybody. Nobody mm -hmm. left. Everybody had at least mm -hmm. two pieces of pizza and mm -hmm. a couple cones of ice cream. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So that's just a, a picture of the group. There, there was more than that, mm -hmm. but we could fit only a few on the <laughs> stage because it's a small church. <laughs> yeah. So that's great, Derek. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of what we say. God is not calling us to go to church. He is calling us to be his church, the hope of the world. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's more. Yeah, mm -hmm. so our visions um, for this ministry are feeding the poor. Um, it says, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed in Proverbs. Uh, and those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. 
Um, Isaiah is a really cool book. <laughs> if you have time this afternoon, you <laughs> might want to dive into it. There's a lot of <laughs> there is mm-hmm. a lot of really um, profound verses, mm-hmm. and um, God is really speaking to us through the book of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're bringing we want just we want to bring hope mm-hmm. mainly to the people of Grand Bahama because they've been so devastated. Yeah. So um, that's that's us. Mm-hmm. We have our logo now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are incorporated now as a charity, and we're just waiting on our charitable status. So I leave Great. tomorrow again for another trip, um, and we'll be uh, traveling there frequently, and that's why we sold our home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done a lot in the last year and a half that we feel God has told us to do to prepare to do this. Uh, it's not all been easy. We've been challenged. Um, our my health has been challenged. Mm-hmm. My arm is still wonky. Mm-hmm. Um, Financially, we've been challenged. Relationship-wise, we've been challenged. But God is yeah. bigger. So and I just quickly want to say, give a shout-out to my brother-in-law. Yeah. Can you stand? <laughs> uh, he is on our board. We have a board of directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Brian uh, and Brian. my sister. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're on our board. So just mm-hmm. pray for us because yeah. we have a lot of challenging situations. <laughs> yeah, that's great, Jenny. Thank you so much. So just stay here just for a second. Okay. And I'll just set that here so I don't us to so we just thought it's early days and for Jenny and Derek it's early days of just again trying to seek God's will and know what's going on and just taking things one step at a time and we're early days as a church of just praying and saying how can maybe we be involved in different ways and so we just thought it, what a great time to be able just to update us and then we can all be praying together and talking through how we might be able to work together and oh do you want to just give one quick thing about what you're doing this week with with Jackie as yes. well, okay? That would be important because. Have you ever asked Mesa what we're doing? Why don't we? We'll wait. We'll wait on that okay. one because we'll leave them in suspense. We're going to leave a cliffhanger, okay? Okay, so mm-hmm. yeah, tomorrow, really quick. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, um, myself, lovely Jackie Saunders, uh, another daycare owner here in the city, and my program director from my daycare, we've all been invited to do a, an ECE, Early Childhood Education Conference in the Bahamas. So we will be heading out at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning um, to fly to Bahamas uh, to do a conference and then to help. So it just gives one more opportunity for us to be able to minister by teaching and helping educate their children. So yay, Jackie, um, for coming. Yeah. Great. Well, how about we do this? Thanks, Jenny. How about just like we're going to pray for Ben and some others at the end, how about we pray for some of you guys at the end as well? Okay? Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. Great. Thank you so much for sharing and yes in my hands all right very exciting and the to be continued on many of those different things all right well question for you and i'm sure that the majority of your hands are going to go up as i ask this question is how many people here this morning and for you those of you listening online have ever asked this question what do i do with my life you can actually, I'm putting up both my hands on that one. And maybe you might have phrased it somewhere else, like, what do I do next in my life? Maybe it might be, what is God's will for my life? But sometime along the way, if not daily, if not hourly, sometimes it seems like, what do I do with my life? And certainly, that's the way we found with a lot of people in our church, because we have a lot of university, college-age students who are trying to figure out what do I do with the rest of my life? And what do I do trying to go to university? What do I do after university, college, trades, 
a job right away. We've got middle school, high school, trying to figure out what courses do I take to get ready for what I'm going to do. We have people all the time wondering, do I change jobs? I'm looking for a job. Do I change cities? Do I change location? How am I going to pay for this? How am I going to finance this? How am I going to get married? How am I going to stay single? How am I going to work through this? All kinds of different ways. Did I mention that there's lots of different examples we could go, and I could go on for a long time. God, how do I figure out what to do with my life? God, how do I find some direction? How do I find some guidance in my life? And a lot of times, especially if you're involved in church life, you're probably going to get this answer. Can anyone guess what the answer might be? We'll do a top three answers on the board. What do you think most people would say, I'm trying to figure out what God wants from life. I'm trying to figure out what to do in my life. What might be the number one answer on the board that would be great advice? Angela, you are sharp. <laughs> you are amazing. That's a good woman right there, I tell you. Why don't you pray about it? You should pray about it. And you know what? That is a great answer. That is a godly answer. That's great advice. And so when we say that to people, you should really pray about it. Most of us kind of go, well, I think that's the right answer, so I better agree with that answer, and we shake our head. But sometimes we then start to scratch our head and say, okay, but how do I pray about it? What do I pray? Who am I praying to? And how does God answer that prayer? How does God do that? And if you find yourself in that category, and maybe even this morning you don't know much about God, maybe you, know, you don't know much about Jesus, but maybe you might even be open to, if we were to say, we want to pray for you, or we might say, you know what, you should ask God. You might even be open for that to happen, but we want to give you some guidance and some help with that. Thankfully, we don't have to just wing it, and we don't have to just be on our own, and thankfully, even though a prayer like this counts, dear God, help me, that's a great starting point, that counts, so you can do that. Sometimes it's helpful to have some examples and some models given to us that we can begin with, that we can take ownership with, and that we can begin to understand and hear God's voice. We can be able to understand more. How does God speak to us and give us guidance about his will for our lives? And this morning, briefly, and I think I can work in Beth going to Dal and Jenny and Derek being involved in the Bahamas in as examples of God speaking and God providing direction for people's lives. So this morning, if you have your Bibles, you can turn in the New Testament to the book of Colossians. I'll give you a second. If you don't have a Bible, you don't know where it's found, we're going to provide Optima or whatever this morning is going to provide uh, words for you on the screen. And we're going to read from the book of Colossians chapter 1. And just to give you the context, Paul, who's a follower of Jesus, and he's being used by Jesus to bring teaching and to help get churches established um, about 2,000 years ago, he writes letters to these churches. And you know what's amazing? We have the benefit of God in his kindness to us recording these letters so that we can learn things from God's word. And God has revealed to us, and he speaks to us through his word. And we get to read somebody else's letter, and we get to 
learn some things from them that we get to apply to ourselves. So let's just read this through together, and we're going to just focus on, this morning, one verse. So you should be out by about three this afternoon, okay? One verse is we're going to focus on. So let's read it together. Paul says this, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. All right, so Paul is about prayer. Because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who has also told us of your love in the Spirit. So that's his kind of preamble, and then we're going to get to the prayer. Verse 9, For this reason, because of all those different things, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light, for he has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness. Anyone else know? Transfer, I'm going to say, I memorized the different NIV, so I'm going to stick with, thank you, Optima, for putting that back up there. Joy for giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light, for he has rescued us, or delivered us, from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So we're going to pick up some of this next week as well on the second part of the prayer, but we're going to focus on verse 9 today, just that one verse. And here's what sort of the preface I want to give. For those of you who are part of our church family of Christ Central Church here this morning, there are many times over our over 20 years of history, there are certain times when we've had to come together kind of more than others to be able to pray and seek God together. And so 20 years ago, we were in the midst of trying to purchase 487 Brunswick Street, and we were just a small little group, and we didn't have much money and all that, and we sought God together. And there's been leadership challenges over the years that we've had to come together, seek God together, financial things. There's been great joyful things as well that we've had different things that we've come together and for a season or a period of time, we've kind of had a concentrated time of prayer, and we've seen God answer during those times. And we're feeling as leaders that this autumn, September, October, well, we can start now, August, September, October, November, December, is another one of those times where we're going to try to facilitate and give some more time and concentration for us as a church to pray. So this is one of the reasons we're just talking about prayer. And now we can start today, and we can start this week, and we can use, hopefully this morning, as one of those prayers that we can help pray together as a church. So that's one thing. We as a church want to be able to pray together in our life groups this autumn, in our prayer meetings, and through our preaching and things. 
we want to be able to pray this together. But also individually, Gary said it this morning and helped lead the meeting. We know across everyone here and a lot of people still away on vacation and that, we have just multitudes of people going through all kinds of different life issues. And some are exciting. Some are getting married. Some are like some exciting things, but we still want to pray and challenge all that. We've got some desperate situations with health issues and relational issues and financial issues and all points in between from young to old, everything. So this applies for us together as a church and also individually and for families and different things together that hopefully this will apply. And if you're new to us this morning, I'm absolutely convinced that this is applicable to your life as well, that no matter what stage of life you're in, and as I said, maybe you don't understand God yet, maybe you don't know Jesus, but I believe even you praying this prayer this week, God will begin to answer that prayer, and maybe you'll discover that the greatest answer to that prayer is you actually having a relationship with Jesus, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later on, and we realize that changes everything. Okay, so let's start looking at this prayer. So it's a prayer not only that we kind of just look at and go, oh, what a great prayer, we can actually put it into practice. So the big question is, together and individually, what do we pray for? And I hear that a lot as a pastor. Okay, I know I'm supposed to pray, but what do I pray for? Well, here's our starting point. We're asking God, Paul says this, I keep asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will, in my translation, it says this, through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. I think it says through the, through the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Same thing, just saying it a different way. And Paul says this, just repeat asking that prayer. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Paul says, I keep asking. I go on asking. I'm praying for you all the time. I'm asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? We're allowed to ask God, God, what is your will? And we can ask it over and over and over and over again. So we can pray like this. I keep asking God that you would fill Christ Central Church Fredericton with the knowledge of your will. You see, just insert your name. <laughs> it's a great thing. I keep asking over and over and over in our prayer meetings. I keep asking God. Would you fill us as a church with the knowledge of your will? When I pray for people, I can pray this. I pray for Tim and Emma. God, I pray, I just go on asking that you would fill them with the knowledge of your will. And in the last year, you've been seeking God on, to know his will on some difficult, challenging things. And we've been praying, God, would you fill them and their family with the knowledge of your will? And we can say that for all kinds of different people. You get to put your name. You can say, God, I keep asking that you would fill me, Joe Crummy, with the knowledge of your will. Through all spiritual wisdom and understanding, that's how I have it memorized, through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Now here's the thing I just want to take a few minutes to go over this morning. Is that, in a sense, I could leave the message right there. I've given you the tool you can ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will. Now, this is the part I just want to spend a few minutes on. How does God answer that prayer? So we can ask it, 
God, I ask you that you would fill us with the knowledge of your will. How does God answer it? Through all spiritual wisdom and understanding, through all the wisdom and understanding that the Holy Spirit gives. Now, I'm going to borrow from our Alpha video series, and, which is a whole sort of discussion, introduction to the Christian faith. And in one of the lessons and one of the discussions, it talks about how does God guide us. And it gives us five ways that all tie together. Some of you are smiling because you've heard me say this to you one-on-one. -on -one. And this is probably the go-to that we use all the time of trying to understand, God, I'm asking you to fill me with knowledge of will. How do I learn to hear? How do you speak so that I can actually know if that prayer is being answered? And on the Alpha video series, it gives you five ways, and they all start with the letter C and the letter S. So we call them the five CSs. And I'm just going to briefly go through them because I think you can get it. And then some of your homework this week, you know I love giving you homework, <laughs> is sometimes you need to actually make some columns. You, for those of you who are very administrative, get out your spreadsheets, go to Excel. You're going to love it, okay? For some of you, it's going to be on a piece of paper. Some of you are going to do it on your phone. You're going to make five headings with these five CSs, and you're going to begin to track how God might be speaking to you through these five things, and then we're going to put them all together at the end. So let me quickly go through them. First of all, and this is, the most, this is always the starting, how does God fill us with the knowledge of his will? Number one, through commanding scripture. So that's the first CS. Do you get that? Oh, thanks, guys. The five CSs. Commanding scripture. God's word is the primary way that God speaks to us. It's through the Bible. And so when we talk about, well, it'd be good to pray, and then we also kind of say it'd be good to read God's word, those aren't just like pat answers. God speaks through his word, and it's our commanding scripture. God reveals his will to us through his word. And that's why we always start there. We want to know what God's will is. We read his word. Because God, who is creator of the universe, who always lived, who was and is and is to come, all of that, he has chosen to reveal himself to us. Obviously in Jesus, and that's what we're singing about this morning, in the person of Jesus. But God has revealed himself to us in a way that we can understand, in a language that we can understand through his words being recorded for us to read. And the Bible, written over 1,500 years in three different languages, over 40 different authors, and God, by his Holy Spirit, ties it all together, and he begins to reveal his will to us. He begins to reveal to us about who he is. So we read in the God's word that God is love. God is holy. God is set apart. God is all wise. God is all powerful. God was and is and is to come. God's the creator, sustainer of all things. God's got power. He can just speak and poof, universes get put into place. God can sustain. God can provide. God cares. God is compassionate. God is faithful. God's a provider. God's not to be messed with. God's a jealous God about his glory and his people. How do we know all those things? Because he reveals it in his word. And we begin to understand through God's word that God says this, I'm revealing myself and my purpose for your life. You want to know what the general will of God is for your life? It's this. It's to worship God. It's to follow Jesus. That the Bible talks about a problem called sin. 
that we rebel against God, that we're, and because of that, we're separated from God, and we wonder, why, why, what do I do with my life? Why is it so difficult? Because we're lost. We don't understand. And God provides his word to say, none of it lines up until you know me, and until you put me first, and I'm your foundation, and I'm the center of the universe, and that's why we call it Christ Central. We want Jesus at the center of everything. When that happens, you start to get perspective on what your life is supposed to be about. It's to glorify God. It's to honor God. It's to enjoy God. It's to worship God. And things begin to line up. How do we know it? Because it's revealed in God's word. And God reveals his will to us that we're to put our faith and hope in Jesus Christ and that connects us to God who is our father. He gives us commands. You know what? The Ten Commandments, it's hard to beat the Ten Commandments. Like, if we just follow those in our country, like, wow, what a difference that would make. They're pretty good commandments. <laughs> yep, they're not suggestions, they're commandments. So God commands us about some things. He gives some guidelines. So Jenny just put ones up from Proverbs. Like, we, can, we have some guidelines about what God wants for us. He reveals his ways. He reveals that he's generous. He's a provider. His heart is for us. He reveals his heart, that he's a jealous God, that he's a just God, that he guards, that he protects, that he intervenes. And I've already said, he reveals his general will, and through his word, what we call, God begins to reveal his specific will. So Jenny and Derek, as an example, general will, follow Jesus, be worshipers of Jesus, our lives are centered around Jesus. We put Jesus first above money and above all these different things. And then God starts to say, I have some specific tasks for some of you. I have some assignments for you. I have some adventures for you. So I'm going to take a couple of people who don't feel very qualified, who feel in over their head, but are obedient and willing and listening, and I'm going to do something. And God speaks to them through his word about the poor and God begins to reveal his specific will for them in some of these things I could go on for a long time I better keep going the first guideline to knowing the prayer of asking God to fill us with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding it has to line up with his commanding scripture and that holds us in check because sometimes one of the other things I'm going to talk about is the peace of God and feelings and all that sometimes our feelings don't line up with God's word. And God's word overrules our feelings. That's why we put commanding scripture first. So a lot of people do a lot of funky things that are not godly who say, I think God told me to do that. He didn't, because it doesn't line up with his word. That's pretty blunt, but that's true, okay? Number two, compelling spirit. God provides us with his Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. We sang about him this morning. And the Holy Spirit's work primarily is to reveal Jesus to us as Lord and Savior. And the Holy Spirit says, convicts us of sin. We realize we're dead without God. We're lost without God. And he reveals Jesus to us. And so some of you might not have had that experience yet. God's at work in your life. And you're kind of wondering, why are all these people hands in the air worshiping and singing these songs? Like, what is that all about? Because the Holy Spirit supernaturally has opened our eyes to see my way isn't good, but following Jesus is. And he puts a love in our heart for Jesus 
that then changes everything and it affects us every aspect of our life. That's the compelling spirit. And Jesus goes on to say that if you're a follower of Jesus and you believe in him, the Holy Spirit just isn't out there. The Holy Spirit's going to come and live in you. And the, Jesus said the Holy Spirit is our helper, our counselor, our teacher, our comforter. And it's not just our brain power. It's the Holy Spirit speaking, leading, revealing. And we get to learn to hear God's voice. And it's challenging. It's exciting. It's a growing experience. But as I said, the Holy Spirit reveals. He affirms. He confirms. He brings peace and everything. And the Bible says for her to walk in the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And that's, and the Holy Spirit reveals God's word to us. So those first two are interlinked. I'm just going to keep going because I'll flesh out a bit more about the Holy Spirit in the next couple of ones. Circumstantial signs. Joe, what do you mean by that? Well, I'm going to say this. The Holy Spirit connects dots on a lot of things that just seem weird and as the world would say, what a coincidence. Not a coincidence. <laughs> it's God putting the pieces of a puzzle together. And sometimes things go like this. We call them divine appointments. Is that somehow you meet people that you go, wow, that meeting or meeting that person actually begins to set off a whole chain reaction of a whole series of events. And you begin to see that, oh, that wasn't coincidence. That's a sign that God is at work. And God opens doors and God can close doors. God gives what we call prophetic words, that God speaks through people to reveal his will and his truth in his heart. And so I can, I know this because I was involved, Virginia and Derek, so I'm picking on them because they were up here this morning. And I know the story. And several years ago, we were praying for them and Angela had a prophetic word for them. And I remember it, and God spoke through Angela to say, God's got his, whole, his hand on your guys' lives, and God's going to use you, and Jenny, with entrepreneurialism and using your business in influencing government and all these different things that y- if you take it on your own, you're kind of going like, was she making that up, or is that real? Well, let's pray and give some time, and let's see how that goes together. All those things have happened in the last four or five years since we prayed those prayers and God spoke through that. And God's opened those doors. That's not Jenny and Derek trying to make something happen. That's being obedient. That's a circumstance. That's the compelling spirit working together. God opens doors. He makes connections. God speaks through prophetically. So Bronwyn this morning, to us as a church family, is able to say, I had a dream. This is what it's about. And God gives guidelines for prophetic words and dreams that it has to be about Jesus, it has to be for our encouragement, to build us up, to lift us up, to cheer about, it has to be edifying, it has to be God-centered, it has to be about God's purposes and plan. That's our guideline. So if those things don't line up, then we don't receive it. Those things have to be held in tension. But that's circumstantial signs in God's compelling spirit. There's God's stories. God provides miracles. He opens doors. He provides. I go on. Hopefully you get at least a little bit of circumstantial signs. Counsel of the saints is that we want to seek godly, mature Christian people that we can ask advice, that we can ask questions, that we can challenge, that they can challenge us, that we can pray together, who are going to be truthful, who listen to us, who admonish us, who have faith. They're a sounding board. They steer and guide us. They can sometimes confront 
and challenge us. And the Bible is very clear that it's really helpful to have some godly advice when it comes to making decisions. So I can pick on Beth this morning because I know Beth last year finishing her undergrad, God, what is your will for my life? And all kinds of different university options and all kinds of open doors, but what's, what's the most right open door? And I know Beth sought the counsel of the saints along with the other four CSs, but this one, and meeting with people and saying, what do you think? What's your advice? You've got more experience. What are pros and cons? What blind spots maybe am I not seeing? How do, can we pray together? Can we seek God together? And that was over months of meeting with people that she trusted, have a good track record, who that's one way of God speaking and answering God, what is your will for my life? I keep asking you, fill me with the knowledge of your will. One way is through the counsel of the saints, is that we have people we trust and know, who we know love us, who sometimes are going to say some tough things to us because they love us, and are going to say, I don't have a good feeling about that. You've got to have eyes wide open. I'm getting a warning kind of alarm bell in my spirit about this. I just got to tell you, this is what's going on. And then we can use that together. We've got counsel of the saints. A sounding board to steer and guide and to pray together. Last one, common sense. And sometimes, you know what? A good dose of common sense is what we need. Because <laughs> sometimes prophetic words and sometimes faith and sometimes dreams can get exciting and sometimes they can get a bit unbalanced, to be honest. And sometimes there's timing involved and sometimes we can run ahead. And sometimes our own kind of desires and our own kind of wants and our own kind of pride and sometimes all of that mixes in there and sometimes we think i'm going to do all these things and as part of the council of the saints sometimes we say do you have a budget do you have a game plan you want to get into university have you applied for univer to a university <laughs> we believe in miracles however <laughs> Sometimes there's some protocols and etiquette and some guidelines that you can have faith, you can have a prophetic word, you can have God says, I can do anything from God's word, and common sense says, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes common sense is God's sense. And common sense sometimes irks us and says, you know what? I believe that's an open door, but we've got to put a few steps in there first. I believe you heard from God. I think that might be more for five years down the road, not five weeks down the road. And let's put some steps in, and let's get some confirmation, and let's take a look at this again in three months' time. Now, here's the key, and we're ending with this. The key thing as you ask God, God, would you keep filling me with the knowledge of your will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding, through understanding and wisdom that the Spirit provides? We need to work all five of those together. So I've met with people, I'm going to give you a couple examples, that the, the choice they're making is obviously not God's choice, it's sin. And sometimes this has to do with relationships and things, and it's like, but I have the peace of God. I feel like this is God's will. What do we do? 
Let's go through the five CSs. Commanding scripture, do not commit adultery. We're done. <laughs> it's, not, it's not God's will. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what dream you had. I don't care what prophetic words you had. It's not God's will. Because commanding scripture cancels out the other one. Now I'm being blunt. I'm trying to give you an extreme, but these things happen. Sometimes God's compelling spirit and all those things in faith are going to overrule some common sense things. And it's going to be neck and neck. And we're going to say, you know what? I don't know if we have the, the, just the amount of money, but we feel God saying this and God's asking us to take a step of faith. And we've brought all five things together. And at the end of the day, we need to make a decision. And we're going to, we believe God's asking us to take a step out of the boat. You know what? That's okay. That's, that's good. Equally, sometimes common sense is going to just rise above all the other ones. And we're going to say our step of faith is this. We're going to trust God that I'm going to wait. And God's going to provide some more finance first. And then I'm going to step out. But I'm going to keep praying and I'm going to keep working. Sometimes we get excited and we jump ahead and we're going to say, you know what? The counsel of the saints, I think, overrules my enthusiasm. <laughs> or maybe we're going to tweak our decision or maybe it's going to be a hybrid of these things and it might look a bit different, but we've had a more well-informed decision-making process. God uses all of these different things to work together. So my homework for us this week, for us over the next four or five months, is that we as a church, we're going to keep praying this. God, would you show us, and would you keep revealing, and would you will in us? We're going to keep asking you, would you fill us with the knowledge of your will? As a church, would you fill us with the knowledge of your will of what's your vision, what's your strategy, how do you want us to make disciples, how do you want us to go to the nations, how do you want us to help in our own backyard? God, we have some general things. We've done some things before, but we really need to hear from you because we need to make some decisions. We, it affects our staffing. It affects our finances. It affects the building we're trying to get. God, we need to hear from you. And we're saying as the leaders, we don't have it all figured out, and we need to come together and pray and say, God, would you fill us with the knowledge of your will? And we're going to use the five CSs to help us discern what God's answer is to these prayers. So that's over the next few months. We always keep on doing that, but sometimes, like I said, it's a contract. I think all of us could do that this week, is that we could pray for ourselves. God, would you fill us with the knowledge of your will? And we can begin to keep track. God, I believe you're going to answer that prayer through commanding scripture, so I better get in God's word and say, God, speak to me through your word. God, fill me with your spirit, compelling spirit. God, Circumstantial line. Give me eyes to see what kind of things are you connecting? What things have you said that are at you at work? Maybe I need to meet with some people and say, I need some counseling. I need, guys, what do you think I should do in this situation? Here are all these things. Do you have any advice? What's your wisdom? What's your, been ex your experience? What do you feel God's maybe saying? And maybe some, we need some common sense. In order for me to get there, guess what? I might need a bit more self-discipline. I might need to make a budget. 
I might need to save some money. I might need to give some money away. And I believe as we do that together as a church, as we do that individually, God does answer this prayer. Next week, we're going to look at the reasons why we want to pray these things. This morning, we just want to get us started. But this week, you can do this. God, I keep asking, would you fill Christ Central Church Fredericton with the knowledge of your will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding? Pray that every day. God, would you fill me with the knowledge of your will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding? Pray that every day. And then pray, bless a few of your friends and say, Lord, this week I pray for Ollie and Hazel. Would you fill them with the knowledge of your will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding? And as we do that, I'm, I'm believing some of the answers we don't know yet, God's going to provide answers for. Some of the things for Jenny and Derek as they keep seeking God, God's going to provide answers for. As Beth moves to Halifax, God's going to provide answers for these things. For we as a church, God's going to provide answers for these things. So if you're able, why don't you stand? I'm just going to pray this for us, and then we'll close, and then we're going to actually pray for, for some people, and that might include you, and if not this morning, you can be praying that this week. And I trust that that's helpful to you in giving you some tools to both pray, but also begin to discern how God answers that prayer. Okay? So let me pray this for us this morning. Father, I keep asking you, and I keep praying to you and asking that you, God, would fill every person in this room, in this auditorium this morning, with the knowledge of your will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And God, I pray this in order that every person in this room may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please you in every way, that every person in this room would bear fruit in every good work, that every person in this room would grow in the knowledge of God, that every person in this room would be strengthened with all power according to your glorious might so that we may have great endurance and patience. And I pray that all of us in this room could joyfully give thanks to you, our Father, who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For you have rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son you love, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Let it be so, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.